What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Listen, guys, we like sex. Pretty much everybody likes sex. And if you love sex, you'll love BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. At BlueChew.com, you get the first chewables with the same active ingredients, sildenafil or tadalafil, same ingredients in Viagra and Cialis. At BlueChew.com, affiliated physicians work with you to find the correct dosage and active ingredient that's going to work best for your life. Now listen, chewables in general work faster. I know this from weed. The chewables from BlueChew.com can be taken on a full or empty stomach. The online physician consult is free, so it's cheaper than the other two premium brand name drugs. It only takes a few minutes to connect with a BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. No, no in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at a pharmacy. It ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. The chewables from BlueChew.com are made in the USA. BlueChew.com gives you confidence in bed every single time, and you and your partner will just love it. You chew it, and you do it. Now here's the deal. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order for free when you use promo code TIRE. That's BlueChew.com, promo code T-I-R-E, and you get your first order for free. Just pay $5 in shipping. That's it at BlueChew.com. Guys, we're also brought to you by Private Internet Access. Here's something you might not know. The internet follows you around. Actually, you probably know that because you've been fed ads that are related to things you've been seeing on the internet for like years now, okay? But also maybe you've traveled somewhere in the world, right? And you try to like pull up Netflix or pull up some kind of streaming service and be like, this doesn't work here. Well, there's a reason for that. There's geo-fenced content all over the world, right? Private internet access is a virtual private network service. And what that does is makes the internet think you are somewhere else. All your internet goes through a secure VPN tunnel, your IP address is hidden, and your data is encrypted. You can use private internet access to swap your IP address for a new one and make it look like you're somewhere else in the world. You can watch all the geo-restricted content on streaming services that would otherwise be unavailable to you. Private internet access is available for all platforms. We have over 2,000 VPN servers in 45 plus countries. They've got a no log policy in place That means they don't track where you're going, they don't follow you, and they don't sell that data. You can use one subscription to private internet access to protect up to 10 devices at the same time. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee in place, and the details of this special deal, only with your link can you get complete digital privacy for less than $3 a month and three extra months for free. So go to privateinternetaccess.com slash tire. That's privateinternetaccess.com slash tire to get started. Again, that's privateinternetaccess.com slash tire. And of course, we are brought to you by Crowning Caliber, the official watch sponsor of the Smoke and Tire podcast. The Crowning Caliber, listen guys, Here's how the watch market works. It's really a lot like the car market. You don't want to take that initial depreciation hit. The thing is, 
that watches are taken like a lot better care of than cars. There's a lot less that can go wrong. So basically what I'm saying is, buy a used watch, save a ton of money. It's the same thing once you're wearing it on your wrist. Crown & Caliber has thousands of watches in stock. They have service technicians in stock to make sure these watches are running correctly. And they offer limited mechanical warranties. So if you buy a, a used watch or a vintage watch from them and it's not working properly once you get it, they can make it right. Crown & Caliber's taken really good care of me for years, guys. He, they, they, they have just... They've sent me watches to review. They sponsored the Watch and Listen podcast. And then once I sold them the Watch and Listen podcast entirely, they're over here sponsoring the Smoke and Tire podcast. So if you're going to look at used watches, start with the best. They're ethical, they're good people, and they've got a great selection. Crowningcaliber.com for all your luxury watch needs. On this episode of the podcast, my old friend Rob Ferretti, he has come to town to check out the grand opening of Westside Collector Car Storage, and we're going to be talking about a new show we're doing on YouTube uh, called Sorted. It's really, really cool. It's me, Rob, and Amelia Hartford uh, hosting a show with your modified cars. It's going to be really cool, and to get the details of that, you can go to sortedornot.com, and we talk about it in the show. It's Rob Ferretti on the Smoke and Tire Podcast. L'chaim. L'chaim. Cheers. Welcome, Ferretti, to the new studio. Yeah, and the new Westside Collector Car Garage. To the grand opening of Westside Collector Car Storage. God damn it, Zach. I did not dump the, I did not airdrop the photos to you, we, but I can do it to that laptop, right? Not to the iPad. You can do this to the laptop. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Boom, 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 boom. Airdrop. To Matt, is it Matt's MacBook Pro still? Probably still is. Did that come up? Not yet. Uh oh, I think I might have sent it. I think I might have accidentally sent it to my computer on the other side. Oh, the Smoking Tires MacBook Pro is where I wanted it to go. Is it coming now? It's not, not yet. I got nothing. It says converting. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> this is coming. Anyway, hi, Rob. How are you? Mmm. That's good stuff. What time is it? 2.40. 2.40 p.m. and we're going, we're hitting the blue label. Bro, but it's 2.40 p.m. on a Friday. We're about to have our grand opening at WCCS. Uh, it says sent, Zach. Did you get it? Mm -hmm. Great. And uh, man, we got some heavy hitting cars. The members have brought in some heavy hitting cars. And then we've also got uh, some friends who sent us some fun cars. Yep. And it is... Uh, Oh, do we not have that app on that yet? Oh, no, we do. I just okay. uh, do my thing. sorry. Uh, and dude, so Bruce Meyer sent us his Fox body. My neighbor Mike sent us this beautiful '67 Maserati and this great Ferrari Daytona. Marco sent us some Porsches. Um, a member just rolled in with his GNX and his C4 ZR1, and I'm like, oh yes, you yeah. are going to be my friend. And uh, 911R is down there. Ford GT. Man, uh, Paul Walker's Skyline, Vinny's Caddy. I made the guys wash Vinny's Caddy. It hasn't looked that good in a long time. Yeah. Porsche sent me a Tycon to demonstrate our load level ramps, those yellow ramps that we're using. There's Paul's Skyline on the right. Sean from uh, Top Rank brought that by. That's always a crowd pleaser, that one. Oh, yeah. I so, mean, it's just a great car. You didn't want me to show you any pictures of the place before you I got didn't. here. What did you think when you walked in the door? I, I'm. I, I was... I, I've seen, let's just say, seven to ten images throughout the process, mm -hmm. but I couldn't 
wrap my head around it until I'm here. You don't get the scope. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't take a photo of this place and realize, like, like I feel so small when I'm standing in there and you have the rack of cars. It, it's just, it's super impressive. Uh, everything about this place has, it, it's like, there's always like a corner that's like, oh, just don't look over there. And yeah, this no. place is done soup to nuts. Yeah, there's no there's no ugly corners no here. No ugly corners. No. It, and you're you're doing construction right now. Yeah. How sick is like the conduit yeah. in the detail bay and the masonry work? And, and having like, the open ceiling so yeah. you can see all the wires yeah. and everything's got to be neat and run. It's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, I'm quite impressed with this. We put the Gunterwerks right outside the window, yep. um, which is very fun. The 400Rs right out there. And, uh, yeah, I think we got a really nice variety of cars. we got the German police beetle yeah. right next to the uh, the fox body. And, man, in like an hour and a half, people are going to start uh, start coming in and checking it out. Yeah, well, I've been waiting to show this. People have already been coming in. Like, like, <laughs> it's like Field of Dreams. It's like if you build it, there's just guys pulling up and like, hi, like, would you get a three-car storage thing? Uh, uh, that guy. Oh, yeah, thanks, Zach. We completely forgot to turn off the fucking fluorescence. Good call. Now the mood is right. Um, no, that guy, he came in the other day, but I did sell a three-car private stack yep. today, which and, is great. And then you had the other guy who just pulled in. Who was he? That just guy random? just rolled up. Yeah, yeah that was a like, random. Just, yeah, yeah. There's no flags outside. No. There's no balloons. There's no spotlights. signs. No. You know what I do see when I'm standing out in the hallway out here? I see people in sporty cars kind of come down the road the strafing slowly run. make a make a nice u-turn and there's usually someone else in the car and as they make the u-turn you see the hand across the dash yeah. pointing at the building yeah. <laughs> like, that's it that's cool yeah it's i hope that doesn't become a problem i think it's be fine we have good security yeah, here. good security it's well locked down mm -hmm. um I, I think the opportunity and, and i guess this is going to be me like forcing my way into your business i think you have a club here I think there's got to be some sort of membership for people to just come and socialize and yeah. And well, what's like interesting the cigar is lounge I yeah. The, Go ahead. No, I mean it's the cigar like the upstairs here. It's separated. It's it feels private. There's a cool view. You got the balcony for cigars. You've got the whiskey lockers. You've got. It's a nice place to come, just hang out, chill, watch an F1 race, and do stuff like that. I think that's an opportunity that. I think a lot of people, and you guys can let him know in the comments if you would sign up. <laughs> for a social membership. For a social membership. Just like because you like cars, yeah. it's a cool place to you go know, and I've, walk around. I've gone so far down this privacy road that I think what will have to happen is I'll have to take like a roll or a vote of the members and ask if I can change this privacy policy to allow social memberships. Well, what's – is it – changing the privacy policy because nobody knows whose car it is it's up on the list i know it's yeah it, it i to, i've told people and it's been yeah. part of our marketing that we are not open to the public and we will not but you're be, not we're not like ha having 250 <laughs> members i would consider that an asterisk because uh, like i would consider that a lie by omission right no, Zach? But you know yeah every single person that's coming into this building that's like yeah. saying your friend comes over and it's it's true. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm just saying that I have that there are people who gave me a lot of money yeah. to keep their cars under a certain set of rules. Sure. And they signed paperwork yeah. that have those rules written on them. But if if these people like if somebody walks in like, Matt, I love the smoking tire and they want to just go walk around and see cars, that's not allowed. If Correct. somebody is a social member and they belong to your club, they're allowed access to up here. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, That's very I agree different. with you in principle. I just think I should run it by the people that yeah. I sold a specific thing to as a moral human. That's all. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a customer, so to speak. Like if I, if I had my car stored here and yeah. I was paying to store my cars, nobody's getting in the cars. Nobody's like – 
the 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 lifts are off lift probably just because of uh, like OSHA that you can't have people walking oh, they, no, in between. No, the no, lift. you can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like, why you see the yellow tape yeah, on the so, floor and so stuff. So you're yeah. gonna have the the best the the members are gonna be able to do is go into the open space and look. In, uh, in principle, I agree with you. It's not about individuals going in and looking. It's more about taking pictures and social media. Okay. That's really what it's yeah. more about. And so, and also, by the way, Rob, I don't. Ha you might notice I don't really have a lot of parking here. This is true. <laughs> so I couldn't. Even if I had 250 members, I couldn't have more than 10 or 12 of them here at a it, time. It, it's like a gym, though. Like you, you don't have. <laughs> That's true. And and you have the entire downstairs fits how many cars? Well, hopefully there'll be storage cars. No, but cars, if but they're not storage cars at the moment, 40. Yeah. And you got parking lot for five. But what about the alley in the back? Is that... You're not legally allowed to park cars okay. there. Uh, now, I've been parking construction vehicles sure. back there for five years. Yeah. So will anyone say anything? I don't know. But I was back there today and a FedEx truck pulled up behind me and I could feel him going, well, you better move because I'm too big. And I, <laughs> and I moved and he drove by. Is there any street parking or anything around no, here? No. That's really one of the downsides of this. That's how I ended up on the being the privacy guy yeah. because the logistics and the- Didn't work. It, yeah. It's, I can't be the event guy. It's not yeah. going to happen. It just won't work. How is there something like- and I know it's not like if you do have an event, if people are walking a quarter of a mile or you have a. a so across the street, yeah. across Sentinella, there's a big office parking lot. OK. Clinton, one of my guys, used to work there. OK. And he knows the management there and they're pretty cool. OK. And it's one company owns the whole lot. And, part, you know, during COVID it might be a different story because yeah. that lot's been pretty empty. But uh, later, assuming things go back to normal, if we wanted to use that lot in the evening for events or something, we could if we really Th this would to. make a very cool event space. I know. too. But th I've that, that's offers the other thing. for a lot of money. And, for and that's my point. Like, yeah. I, I think losing the ability to have the facility as an event space and possible social yeah. memberships, it really it, it hinders. And so funny because yesterday I was telling Yuri and Jacob from the straight pipes that they weren't maximizing their fucking time yeah. and energy. And here Rob is telling me exactly the I, same I'm, thing. I'm just like I look at everything as a business and you want to get every spot filled up and, and keep that at yeah. whatever 95 percent occupancy that you can, because there's always going to be cars coming in and out. Well, the question is, does privacy sell more spaces than a social club would? Because the social club, I think this, your, I think the social club would probably sell more spaces than the privacy would. Even and you got to find out the right number of the social club. The social club you have to think of as a gym, because there's two thousand members at my gym. Mm -hmm. I've never seen two thousand people there in a day. Ever, yeah, yeah. And there never will be. Yeah, yeah. And the social club is, I how go, many people? What's the most people we've ever seen there? Oh, a hundred. Okay. And that's like two floors, like. It's just and, – and there's people that come and go. It's not like they come for 24 hours and they stay there. It's, there's not rooms. Uh, a social membership is just having access when you go. You probably will never have more than – there's going to be days where nobody shows up. Oh, I know. So yeah, even though there's 250 members, you'd be like, oh, you expect to see somebody every day. No, I mean I think that – yeah, I know this would make a great event yeah. space. Uh, Nate, our photographer, this morning was like, bro, you could rent this downstairs out with the halo lights as like a studio to yeah. everybody. And I'm glad that our design ethic ethos yeah. is so great. So far – I feel like my opinion of it is, like, this would make a great social club, but I've pitched it as privacy, so maybe the next one is the social club, and I'm even more conscious of that when we build it. 
So we have a proper parking lot so we can have events. We have a proper, you know, more outdoor space. And it's not so, but you know. It's the same thing. Now that somebody is somebody is here storing their cars with you. Yes. Oh, boy. Like, like I'm storing my car downstairs. And I take a photo of my car and there's somebody else's car next to it and post it on Instagram. Did I violate the privacy clause? Technically, yes. On but, the contract, yes, you I, did. But I'm paying to store my car there. I can't The not... members signed the privacy agreement, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if the privacy or the convenience... I think the convenience is selling more so than the privacy. I, I think there's a couple of people... It's a small percentage, but there's a couple of people that are really into the privacy. But most people don't really care. And when I say block them off, can, can we put them in a corner that is... This corner is not to be photographed. Like this corner over here. I mean, it's possible right yeah. now for yeah. this particular open house, we have those vehicles downstairs in the underground level sure. as opposed to being up sure. here in the, you know, nice area. So, so yeah, we could. Yeah. I mean, I, you're I, not wrong, th- dude. Th- I'm just saying that there's, there's 25 or 30 people that have already signed contracts and I would have to change all of their contracts. Or, or just, or do a feeler. 25. I mean, yeah. how many, you fit how many, 100 cars here? 130. 130. Yep. So you have 25 people contracted. If five of them would like some sort of privacy, then you can do. You can arrange that. That's you, true. You can, you can work around that. And anyone else that comes in, you're now expanding the business to something that I think would appeal to a lot of people. And you'll even have wait lists of people waiting to store their car. We're going to have that come, anyway. Because they come hang anyway out. Very yeah. Soon. yeah, no. I, I, you know, I think you're probably right. I, I don't think it takes away. I think it adds to the... I think you're probably right, and I think I might lose a couple of people or inconvenience a couple of people that are really into the privacy, but I think the upside of having a social club probably outweighs yeah. it. Yeah. And just having the one event a month. What is the value... Yeah, what is the value of a social club? Like It's... it's some people love having a place to go. They yeah, love saying that they're a member of something. I know, that's true. And that's why I think at... 200 bucks a month that you pay that for your cell phone 200 so, bucks a month wow yeah. that's a lot isn't it no what lot. is uh the motoring club cost it's like 50 it's bucks like 50 a month, bucks like that. Which a month? One? the motoring club it's uh, called it's actually cl- called classic them. car club well they have, no. they may have more members too the motoring club is around the corner and they are a social club for yeah. car people i mean it's, that's literally the thing they do yeah so i, don't know. I we're a little bit more exclusive here I think well, our facility is nicer yeah, for sure. But I they're think, coming tonight. They're nice guys. I think having guys. a two hundred dollar a month social membership that gets you access that would filter to, some people out, it, wouldn't it? It? Do, it does filter out, and it also you get one event for you and two guests or something like that every month. Mm-hmm. And whether you can you can do two events a month or something like that, we're talking like. Like yeah, whiskey tastings, whiskey, the cigar like, yeah, stuff. You've you got these brands coming in wa- with exclusive yeah. stuff, like yeah, chefs yeah. coming in. No, I have a lot. I've, I've got a lot of folks from different brands that want me to sell their shit yeah. to my membership list. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Ironically, the parking would be the biggest challenge. Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> at the at the parking well, I mean, right, look. Yeah. If you really did, if it really became a thing, you'd use a portion of the underground level as parking for the social yeah, club. Because yeah, assume you may need twenty spots or something like that. Or mm-hmm. the other thing is, you got a WCC golf cart and you shuttle people you know back what? and forth to Bro, a lot. My everybody likes that. somebody that I worked with in this project <laughs> that got that gets things for their their other parts of their business from China with great regularity was listening to the Jason Torchinsky show and was like, and we were talking about the Chang Lee. 
Okay. Which is that Chinese car that Jason Torchinsky bought on Alibaba. Okay. <laughs> it's a ch- you could buy a car and all. It came in a fucking crate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the homie was like, you know, we run crates back and forth from China like all the time. Like yeah. shipping with, on something like that would be zero. He was listening to the show and he goes, you want to split one? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yes, I do. I was like, if you actually get How one of these. That? That's it. It's How like, much is it? Like 1200 bucks. Oh. Like three thousand three hundred and thirty-one dollars and twenty-seven cents. Yeah, but like. that was With that's what he paid, including shipping. Okay, shipping was two thirds of it. <laughs> but I mean, it looks incredibly dangerous. Yes, exactly, exactly, Rob. You, you know what you need because I this this is a you, not me. They just sold or it just went up for sale a uh, a World War II Jeep in a box. Where you assemble it at home? Just, just type in Jeep in a box, and you—it's like a like a Lotus Seven, but you—it's no, but it's, it's a like Willy's they, Jeep. They, they would airdrop them in the battle. And oh, it, fuck it comes, out of here! Look, and it's still in the box; it was never opened. Like that's an entire Jeep that you would just get and you assemble it. It's, and there's, there's someone selling these new. It's new in the box, like never no way. In, and, but and was that built for World War II and just yeah, never assembled? Never assembled. That's not like that uh, wasn't built this year. No. Whoa! Yeah, that's that is like cool Americana stuff. That's how they would drop them out of planes. They drop and them stuff? out of plane, like they build them in the factory, drop it, and there's twenty Whoa. parts to assemble in in sight. That's amazing. Isn't that's, that why the windshield folded originally, just yeah, so they could probably, ship it? And now yeah. they like they want to keep it folding in Wranglers, even though nobody ever does it. That yeah. makes sense. It does. Well, I mean, have Dude. you ever gotten hit in the face with something while you drove? It's what a great pleasant. display piece that would be to yeah. have. Uh, you to, should to get have a one, giant crate. I want a little plaque next to that one when it's downstairs. <laughs> you know what I really want actually is one that's about this big, like a little eighteen-inch, you know, like a one-eighteen scale Jeep in a box. Yeah. that's really what I want. Would that made of fit metal? Where, where the motorcycle is downstairs under the steps? No, a Jeep in a box. Not a chance. How big is a Jeep? It's the size of a Jeep. It's the exterior yeah, dimensions of a yeah. Jeep. The Jeep sits in it horizontally. There you go. I mean, that's very cool, though. It's very cool. How to remove vehicle from from crate? That's crazy. That's a great dude. sign. What does one of those cost? Sell? Where do you find that? Can you find that on eBay? There, there was Can one that just search? came for sale, and I it's saw it. It's really beautifully yeah. packaged. Why do the packaging people not ever talk about the crate, the Jeep in a crate? That's yeah. incredible. Uh, is there? You could still buy a Jeep in a crate, sort of. Haggerty Media, sort of. Oh, Haggerty is where you would where you would uh, do that. Fuck! Look at that. They run three thousand for simple motor. Three Gs. Three Gs to almost seven for the tub. Tub windshield frame and hood. That okay. is far cheaper than I was expecting. Honestly. Yeah, dude. I, I maybe we should just like get one of them. Zach. People need to stop selling me really ex- sending me examples of very overpriced Volkswagen synchros from like Eastern Bloc countries. We talk about you know the Volkswagen synchro. No. It's a Golf. Okay. With the four wheel drive system, like it's a factory okay, yeah, yeah. Safari Golf, and Zach and I were mulling around. Getting one to fuck around with, they thought it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, but they're really overpriced right now. Okay. Like like fifteen grand for yeah. for a, one that's not a complete piece of shit. The one we were looking at had rust and miles and was <laughs> and went for like ten ten five. Yeah, <laughs> and so after you talk about something like that, everybody goes on Craigslist or whatever they call their that Craigslist in their country, yep. and the, and so so like so many janky ass ones from like Poland and all these like really far eastern Europe and I was like like this one's only 7,500 euros like do you know what it costs to ship that to America California from Poland (laughs) I couldn't ship that to Seattle for fucking 2,500 you know what I I shipped some cars to Europe and it's actually the most expensive part of that it costs about the same to get the car over there on a boat 
as it does to ship it from New York to Florida. It's if you're shipping it from California to, it's to get there, it to New York, you have to get it hardest. to New York, yeah. and then you got to ship it over. It's the ground transportation once it gets there that makes it more expensive than the actual ocean cargo. Hmm. And then you have the carnet. Have, the, you, the, have, you, have you ever flown a car? No. Uh, well, I have from when I purchased like Ferraris and stuff back in the day when we needed it. Yeah, yeah. What is air? What is air? It's freight? like eighty five hundred. Yeah. So it's which, double. Which it's double isn't the boat. terrible because it's there in like a day and a half. Yeah. Remember that Ludmilla chick? Yeah. Ludmilla was a woman who was well, she, she was in finance or something. She was sort of this middle aged woman who had a Ferrari five seven five that she named Alessandro. Okay. <laughs> And she would ship it all over the world with her on vacations. That was her thing. Wow. She would take her Ferrari with her. What a way She's to live. She's not known for her taste. I, have you, is she still around? I don't know. I haven't seen her in, in at least 10 years. No, I don't know. She, she, last I heard, she was dating a, a human being that I find laughable. Okay, well, we don't need to discuss this. You, you, I don't, you, know, you know who it is. I could guess where this you, is you going, but exactly we're not doing it, it on not, the air. We're not doing it on air. <laughs> but you, you and I both know who this human being is. If we, I want you to confirm later. But, yes. but either way, but she would say she would say things like, Alessandro and I will be summering in Nice. We're like, me and I, and she would talk about the car like it was a person. Like a pool boy <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe yeah, the it car was, was, maybe there was a guy yeah, in, the in the trunk. He was in the trunk. I like it. <laughs> That's a good golf country. I like that one. Yeah. It's got a that one's got the the graphics on it that are like Scooby Doo. Very Scooby Doo. <laughs> I couldn't find a photo of Alessandro the car, but but traveling no. with a five seven five would be it's pretty G. a pretty good way yeah, to live. Yeah, pretty G. Yeah. yeah. If I was if I was really rolling in it, I'd ship my shit around the world and and drive it. It's cool. The car and A thing's not that big of a deal, right? It, it isn't. It it requires money. So there's two things that that get in the way of shipping cars. One is if you have a lease or a loan on it. Uh huh. Because now you need now a letter think... of permission from the bank. Because otherwise, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. ship my car to Europe. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's gone, and they can't really do anything. Uh, but then they start looking into like, if you live in the states, if you work in the states, if you've got real estate. Um, if you've got roots here, if you got I a have, job, I have ties to the community. Your honor, yeah, you're, you're not you're not going to go anywhere. Versus a guy who just got approved on a loan and wants to ship his car to summer in Europe, <laughs> that's not going to go as far. Yeah. Um. So you've got that. Then the carnet is because there's a VAT when you buy a vehicle in Europe that they charge you a v, uh, value added tax, uh-huh. which is substantial. It's like. Like whatever twenty percent. It's like yeah, twenty percent, seventeen percent, something like that. They they don't want the workaround of people bringing cars in from other countries, so they essentially charge you like twenty five percent of the value of the car and make you give them a check. Oh, or can you give them a bond? Or it's a bail bond. Uh, yeah. But the bail bond you don't get back. If you give them a yeah, check yeah, to yeah, say yeah. like here's twenty grand, you get that back when the car leaves. If oh. you don't want to lay out the twenty grand, you may go to a bail bond, effectively a carnet bond. Yeah. Thing. But you get the ten percent. Yeah, and you don't you, get it you back. Pay, yeah, you pay a thousand dollars, but you don't have to potentially lay out twenty grand. Bro, I've had to get multiple bonds to operate a parking facility. It's yeah. very dumb. It's very dumb. Yeah, it's it's uh, shipping cars is a G move if you if you're if you're swinging. You it. know what we um, in Europe? It's it's I don't know why it's substantially cheaper to rent nice cars in Europe than it is in the United States. Yeah, and I can't explain why that is. Uh, I just think there's maybe less mileage sensitivity to aftermar- to secondary markets in Europe where people don't care if the car's got 40,000 kilometers on it. Oh, you think that's where it? Where over here, it's like, oh, my God, the car's got 18,000 miles on it. Oh, so you think it has to do with the secondary market? I, I don't think it, – it's got to be. I mean, you're definitely I, right. I, like, I, the car, the rental cars in Europe were significantly, significantly cheaper. cheaper. Yep. 
And I think the Delta is bigger the more expensive the car, because I did rent, like, a Volvo in Europe once, and that was pretty comparable to the U.S., but, like, the Ferraris and R8s and shit you rented were like, that was how cheap? I I think it's it's twofold. I think it's, one, the insurance is probably not as ridiculous as it is in the U.S. Because we're not as, they're not as litigious? Probably not as litigious, but also, like, there's only, like, one or two options in the U.S., and it's either, like, a, a grandfathered option for a company that's been operating for forever and that's substantially cheap Mm -hmm. or there's the other option which is like 10 percent of the value of the car every year so a three hundred thousand dollar car costs you thirty five thousand dollars a year to insure and at that point in time you just can't rent it for 800 bucks a day Mm -hmm. but they also include the insurance on those cars they'll sell you insurance for these cars in europe so you can rent the ferrari yeah Yeah. nobody (laughs) nobody will write that i I just i i want to say they're more responsible in europe and and i don't want to crap on us you think they just write off less cars i think they write off less cars i think their their overhead structure is different i think the secondary market is is more accepting to higher mileage cars because they're more of a driver driving culture than we are over here i wonder if the driver i know i know the driver training is always like heralded in sweden and stuff but i wonder if it's better driver training in more enough of the countries in the EU that they're like oh, yeah. the driving safer in in Germany and everything I know the licensing oh, yeah. is much the, more yeah. difficult yeah. and they're they're in where where there is speed limits I think people are more like obedient they're over obedient. there too you, there's less of like a show I mean they fucking debadge their shit yeah. there in America yeah, we, extraneous badges yeah, we put stickers on the side <laughs> yeah. to be like AMG bitch we buy their debadged AMG yeah. badges <laughs> to put on our deal yeah, to, and they're like to no, add no. to the side of our deal right. just so people can see it from all angles <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a good blue label. Yeah, the blue label is it, nice. It Shout is out solid. to Park Plus for this bottle of blue label. This is this is our, this is all right. And boys. now Park Plus, that that's a it's a great welcoming gift. They're the ones that did these lifts. They right? made the lifts, right? And these lifts are are pretty awesome. Now these are <laughs> one off lifts, or these are custom, or these no. Are... So well, yeah. So every every installation of these lifts is tailored in some way to the facility, right? They're meant to be installed outdoors. Okay. So installing them indoors. Is one is one thing because now we're it's just a whole bunch of different fire stuff and sure. clearance stuff and whatever, uh, but then also they're over a basement, so that you now we had to use these crazy they're called embeds and it's basically metal plates sunken into the concrete beneath the, the footings of this support, like and they footer. they're on rebar through the the bottom of the concrete so so imagine a rebar and steel sandwich yeah so that each of those has them so. Um, our version of the lifts have double thickness steel, uh, American steel, not Chinese, yep. and they have to be welded by LA certified welders. So we have the QP1000H for heavy duty, um, and they're pretty freaking rad. They are cool. Six thousand pounds a tray, and um, they're fu- they're really neat. It's and and I just like. It, the way the light comes through them, it's so it's like stained glass. It's like it's the the cathedral room is yeah. because it's so vertical and because the light like bends around the cars and you get like rays and stuff and reflections. Like the, every, you can't take a bad picture. Yeah. In it's that always room. magic hour in yeah. there. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. crazy. Yeah. What are the? Um, I, I didn't ask you before, but what are those like walkways? Um, so the catwalks. Yeah. yeah, those are the fucking bane of my existence. So How the, do you get there? Why are they there? Good question. Yeah. I'll take the third part last, Bob. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do you get there? You don't. Okay. Those are those were something Code? that the fire department plan checkers required I install at the third level of the lifts. 
and they are only for firefighter access. Technically, it's illegal for me to go on them. How do they even get up there? With their own ladders. Okay. I fucking eye roll. And I got completely hosed on it. So the problem is not that I had to have... Well, the problem isn't that I had to buy the steel and pay to have those things made yeah. and installed. The problem is that the space those catwalks take up means that I can only have 18 lifts instead of 21. Oh. The building was designed for 21 lifts. That's big. And it's a big difference. Yeah. And so uh, that sucked. And so when the final fire inspector came in and went, oh, wow, the, those catwalks? I was like, we're like, yeah. And he's like, my guys ain't going on those catwalks. And they're like, they fucking fucked you I with the plan check office. The face, yeah. And you go, oh, God. But So, yeah, I have these, these catwalks that are there and that I didn't want and that I don't need, but that I had to put there. And that, that, that kind of sucks. Yeah. That's, that's where the city, that's one place where the city kind of hosed me. And I, you know, these are like, they're just like systems, right? They're just systems of bureaucracy. Yeah. And I understand why a plan checker would say, yeah, if there's a fire, I want to have a catwalk. But the reality is they're breaking a window and they're going in from the outside with one of their ladders. Yeah. If there's a big fire in there, they're not going in there. They're not even going in. They're gonna let the, there's too much combustible. They would just let the and thing there's burn. There's 3,000 yeah. gallons a minute of sprinkler yeah. water coming in yeah. there, too. I mean, there's four, four nozzles on every one of those trays. Yeah. So... We got a we got a real serious fire sprinkler. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, those pipes outside were pretty badass. Mm. Oh, the the, the red standpipes yeah, right, in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the standpipes cool. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 really exciting, man. Yesterday and today went like very smoothly quickly and quickly. Yeah. yeah, like it's cool. I can't believe my dad showed up. That's that was awesome. cool. That's the fucking that was the coolest. Yeah, when was the last time you saw it? I haven't seen my dad since December. So that was that was a nice treat. Um, we had some steak dinner last night. It was very good. Yep. And he brought me a fucking case of Italian wine that yes. was delightful. That and was a box nice. of Davidoffs. He came yep. in. He came in rolling heavy. <laughs> He's making me look bad. Yeah, I just dude. came. Yeah, people actually people are bringing bottles. The uh, my cabinet. I'm at the overflow cabinet. Yeah. Well, you got a couple extra cabinets at the moment. <laughs> Mm. Matt's and Matt's Reserve. What's uh, what's happening? How did Adventure Drives go from your perspective? We talked about it from our perspective when we got back. Um, so I mean, what do you I, think? I think it went great. The, the, the one part that was weird about it was, so, and I'm sure you've, you've walked in. We were supposed to go up through Canada and go to Banff and then start in the U.S. and end in the U.S., coming down through. Photo worked out well. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that was like a that. good photo. Yeah. Pull, that, pull that one up, that, the night photo. That one worked. Can you zoom in on it? That was in Big Sky, um, and obviously Big Sky full of stars. That was a Rivers Rudloff photography shot, and that was good. I mean, you were there. We're, we're like just pulled out blankets. We're lying on the ground looking up at the stars. It was like pitch black. Oh, that's where that dirty blanket in the back of my car came Probably, from. Right. <laughs> I found that the yeah. next day. That's awesome, though. A bunch of whistle pig wrapped up in the yeah, dirty I was like, blanket. What the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> But that was uh, that was I, I remember that it was a great time. No, but like you know, I can't imagine what it's like to organize a whole event and then be super confident about the fact that you're going to be able to go into Canada. You've got everything planned, and then like what two weeks beforehand? It was about four weeks that we got. So there was the stuff that you don't see. There was uh, the border decided that we were making the call like a month in advance. Like, look, if the border is not guaranteed open by this date, we're just going to abort. And yeah. We, we reached out to the customers and we said, look, guys, would you rather go on a U.S. all U.S. trip or would you rather us just push the dates and move the trip later in the year? And like 
nine out of ten people said like let's just do it like I want to do something mm. so we were able to manage the route and change the route and I'm really glad we did uh, Banff is spectacular and I'm kind of that's the, the only thing like I we had a lot of fun yeah. me and Hannah we had, we had a great time yeah. like and I and we definitely had sympathy for like when things weren't like that's necessarily all the way to the high standard they yeah. were in Europe. It's like, yeah, well, the original plan might have been, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like but what Portland. are you? Gonna, yeah, like what do you? You know, what the fuck are you gonna do? Can't Sometimes, do but like, and but but I was just, I the only thing I was truly bummed about was not actually getting Being to go Banff. to Banff because I, I really we, wanted to go. We had Icefields Parkway. We were going on a glacier with like one of those like glacier walks with the big wheel trucks, like in Iceland. We were doing uh, canoes on Lake Louise. And there was like a lot of cool stuff. Would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> um, the Fairmont and Banff was awesome. We were there for two nights. The only plus or like the main plus was that we, I, I like, I love Whitefish. I love Glacier National Park. And we were able to do two nights in Whitefish, which was the original plan to do two nights in Banff, two nights in Whitefish. But there just wasn't enough days to make that trip. So the two we were, nights was nice. It allowed us to do a lot of like hiking and hiking, stuff. Hiking, some chill time and cuz you don't want glaciers so big. Yep. And you and because you couldn't drive all the way through it. Yep. You had to go out and back. So like if you were trying to do it on the way to something, it would have been like so frustrating. E- Much if, easier to just go in for the day and then like leave. Even if the Canadian border was closed, the Indians closing that section of road of Glacier National Park yeah. would have screwed us up anyway because we were coming in on From the that east side, side and coming in through St. Mary's. So the the plan after we revised the route was to do the circle and come down and like the lower road and then uh, the going to the sun road makes it's such a spectacular loop. It's the best loop we have in the country. The going um, to the sun road is the kind of road that it, when they would shut it down on Top Gear or something, and you go, this is the best road in the world. Yeah. And then when you actually show up to drive it, it's the scenery, and it, yes, the road itself is amazing, but you have to, you're going 40. because you're Yeah, yeah. no, but you, you don't want to speed through it anyway because you're going to miss all the gorgeous scenery and everything. I, you, I don't want to speed, but what I don't want to do is be on the bumper of someone at exactly 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I get it. I think that was my the yeah. only bummer about the Oris was that it for two hundred and seventy thousand dollars it did not have radar cruise oh, control. Nice. Where if you had radar cruise control, now Set you're now you're it, basically yeah. on like the Jurassic Park tour. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the trail like, boss I just had would do radar cruise to like thirty, which is handy in bullshit traffic. It would yeah. only do radar cruise to thirty. That that was the lowest. You mean oh, oh it would go down 30. to thirty? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I am going to drink a little more of this blue label because it's here and because once you have one, yeah, second it's, it's and a beyond real, It's becomes, a real smooth drink. Right, yeah. right. And I've already decided that this shirt needs to be changed so I can – so if I spill whiskey on it, it's yeah. all right. It can still be a professional. So I, other, I have to pull up the security cameras on the side here so in case – because right now until Eric gets back from lunch, I'm doing yeah. two jobs. Uh, sorry, what? So the the other stuff that I would say, like, uh, I, there was some great stuff. Like, the driving from, like, Bend to Spokane, that that road going through there was awesome. We didn't have a racetrack in Canada. We added the racetrack in the U.S., which people really liked. That Spokane racetrack. So much fun. It reminded me a lot of PBIR, but with a little more dip, elevation. It, yep. and it had a zero G, yep. where uh, it was very, very fun. Yeah. 
Um, really nice little racetrack. I really enjoyed that. Like that's like if I owned a piece of property somewhere in the middle of nowhere, I'd build something like that. Yeah. It's just like a fun little, like plenty of runoff. Uh, it's got some good speed to it. And, and just ripping onto that front straight. Like which is mixed with the drag it's got strip. A, it's got a big S right right when you're shifting into like fifth. Yeah. There's a big yep. you know S in it, it that you take flat. It's yep. pretty cool. And, and then you can push right to the mm. end of the wall on the drag strip, and it sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. If you got a car with a great exhaust, that thing rips through there. Manny's Aventador was, that sounding, was sounding quite excellent down and there. That How did, did, you, did you do anything any of the 360 on the track? Or did you bring I it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How does that thing hold up to it, light not, track so work? Good. It's it's fine. The temperatures were good. Everything. <laughs> was good just shifting gears sucks yeah. in that car it doesn't have that I, I just i feel like i'm like not doing it a favor by shifting on the track and really hammering at it but otherwise it's great like that car's yeah. done so many road trips and, and done so much but it, it performs better when you grab a gear and you just you, you cycle through yeah but without like aggressively shifting at redline yeah so much yeah good street car it's almost like a good gt car um, it's sporty. It handles well, but it's it's like it's like a good. It's a great road trip car. I've done yeah. like four or five road trips with it since I bought it. I've done like nine thousand miles on that thing in two years. I feel like the next adventure drives. I, mean, I got to bring my own car. Yeah, that Aston would have been nice. You know, would mm. my Aston? Except yeah. the problem is I have to take my shoes off to drive it because the pedal box is really small. Because there's oh. three pedals where yeah, there yeah. used to be two, two. and. That's just not what practical. About, what about like a loafer, or like a racing shoe? It doesn't really, it doesn't really work. Unfortunately, I, I really have to do it barefoot. Get some toe shoes. Yeah, <laughs> those weird things. The running shoes, yeah, yeah. With just the toes. Um, How often did you get in and out of the car? Enough, oh, uh, enough. enough. Yeah, All right. enough. then you don't want to. I do mean, we, no we shoes. had a bunch of like hikes, and there, there's stuff that you're you're not. I just watched, and, and I, I actually really love this movie from when I was younger, which uh, was uh, Gumball 3000, the mischief one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I watch it with a whole different lens now because I was like, wow, this is so cool, all the cops and everybody's having such a great time. And then I looked at what they ended up doing. So the Gumball is not cheap by any yeah. stretch. You got guys driving F-50s and everything. Their first leg was New York to Nashville. <laughs> Which was like 900 miles. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then you're watching them like, and they threw a checkpoint in D.C. So you're not even going oh direct to Nashville. Ugh. So like. 1,200 miles or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's an absurd. It's like you're misery. 1,000 miles of driving. The adventure drive is like 1,500 miles for the week. No, it was 2,400. Well, you came all the way back. No, it was 3,500 because I came all the no, way back. No, we didn't. I know we didn't do 2,400. Maybe we it was 2,000. absolutely did. I was I'm watching every you. mile. I'm going to tell I you. I had to write an email saying, I am, I am sorry. sorry. Oh, shit. My wife's calling me. Well, you, you not, take that. You, you can, so you I can mute him. Yeah. That's like nice. That. So there may be a little my continuity. My wife and my father are back, but in separate cars. Yes. Do I have to worry? <laughs> There may be a little continuity issue. We now have ice cubes. <laughs> Check continuity yeah. note. Yeah. Maybe if my if my pops comes up here, maybe we'll get him on mic. There you go. Oh, it Should finally do, happens. People have been asking to do a show with my dad. Finally. We talk about yeah. we do a business show. Nice. But I think people wanted to ask questions, right? Yeah. We should. Yeah, we should wait. Well, I mean, what questions? When do you, he's well, here. He's what here. do you think? What is keeping us, Zach, if anything, from doing? 
live shows again. Anything at this point? No, I wanted to get the SwitcherCast audio sorted, which uh -huh. I think we just got repaired today with uh, thanks to Switcher Tech Support. Yeah, it turns and then out we can do Switcher Tech Support's kind of good, right? I mean, they don't really have it, but the guy was like, uh, I'll, I'll get on the phone with you guys. Like, he helped us out. Uh -huh. So shout out to Jared at SwitcherCast. And okay. um, yeah, we can just we should do a test show, which I already did once. I just want to do it again. Okay. But it was fine. All right, cool. Yeah. Then maybe we should do the live, the business Q&A show with my dad. Yeah. Eric and was downstairs talking to him before for like a half hour. Eric was like, who the fuck is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, very smart. <laughs> he's yeah. got it. He's, he's got it figured out. There's there's something, though, about like the idiotic questions that are going to come <laughs> that it's just like. The super chat filters some of it. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. The idiots don't want to spend Yeah, but what, what, what if a guy spends 20 bucks to ask an idiot question? Like, like I'll take their 20 bucks. Yeah, but then you want your dad to waste his time like, uh, No, well, I don't, you know. You and I are like conditioned to it. Like, we, we know how to deal with true. like the idiocy, but your dad's going to be like, okay, well, that's a very broad question, <laughs> but I'll try to narrow it down. Like, like. Like, Definitely. how do I become wealthy? A hundred percent. Like, come on, guy. No, you're right. In fact, it was really funny. We were going to get smoothies earlier today, and he was like, he's like, man, you know, I'm really watching you work. And he's like, he's like, you're, you're telling the guys what to do over there, and then you're like, you're like on your phone, like selling a, a spot, and then you're talking to Zach about doing a podcast, and then you're, you're editing video at your house. He's like, how do you keep all this straight? He's like, I have an assistant who intakes everything and then divides it between right now later today yeah. and like wait till you have and time I'll, I'll do it for you <laughs> yeah and, and i'm like i'm like i would kill for fucking that i, I, would I had kill for i that. had one and like i don't know why I may, probably because i'm building my house i think I'll, I'll get another executive assistant at some point i had kimber mm -hmm. who was phenomenal and like the value of having like a pepper pots in your life mm -hmm. is I, I can't even tell you like mm -hmm. i almost went from having no time to like being like, what do I do with all this extra time I have now? Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go? I, no, I can no, I don't want to be I, there. I, with that, we, my dad and my wife and my wife's brother, uh, John, who John Stein of Kirai Designs, who they made this. Oh, they cool. made all of this uh, acoustic no, this is, paneling. This is actually sound deadening material, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's made of recycled plastic bottles. Okay. It's called Kirai. They're out of San Diego, and they have like a million different textures and patterns and colors. Yep. They have ones that hang from the ceiling and ones that go on the wall and ones that are freestanding. They're awesome. I so. think I, you, you make me want a podcast room. And like, isn't it nice in here? Awesome. Like I, I love it. And the the closest I'll have is like my wine cellar slash drinking room. That's a good one though. And you can do a that yeah, like yeah. the like talking around the barrel or something mm. like that. We could definitely mm. good name so, for a show. Yeah, talking around the yeah. barrel. That's a good name for the show. Yeah. I so like that. I, I just <laughs> you got them. Yeah, I like those. Look at those those the wavy ones. Those yeah. are fun. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, they've got a whole bunch of different ones. The topo tiles. That's what we have. Those are fun. The mura tiles. Yeah, those I, are cool. They're not fucking cheap, though. Yeah, the, uh, the <laughs> we had to go into the coffers for these. Yeah, the, but the, they do the laser cutting though, and they look I great. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, they'll make anything you want. Yeah, they'll make you a fucking big super speeders logo. It's super cool. I just I'll, I'll, my pod. I don't know. It'd be a new podcast. It wouldn't be the super speed. It'd be like one drink or two. And like, like if if it's going well, it's it's two drinks. If not, we're just one drink. One and get drink the hell or out of two here. is also a pretty good name. Talking around the barrel though, yeah. I like. That's a good name. 
Yeah, that yeah. works. That oh, works. I need a barrel on that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, step one, get a barrel. Yeah. Um, well, look, man, I don't want to cut this show short, but like, we're about 30 minutes away from my open house starting, okay. and caterers are going to start showing up, and, and people are going to start showing up, and I want to make sure my staff is doing the things that they need to be doing. And so we're going we're gonna to cut this one short. Uh, I, I might. I don't know how short it is. It's probably kind of short. It's forty-five. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, it's so short, guys. But I've been distracted the past week, and uh, hopefully, as uh, the business settles into a fucking rhythm, we'll be able to to get back to a regular podcasting uh, and schedule. Before we go, we're taking three minutes to talk about our new venture. Oh fuck, we can take more than that. No, we can okay. take more than that. It looks like oh, the guys. Uh, looks like the guys just came off break. So all right, I have a few minutes. Yeah, let's. Can we? I didn't. I didn't know how much you wanted to talk about it. No, let's do it. I mean, oh, it, it's ahead. it's a green light. So, fuck it. Let's uh, do it. Go. Uh, so Matt and I are uh, like Lahayam to that, brother. It's uh, We've got a show hitting the YouTube circuits. Sold it. Sold it. And uh, this show is called Sorted. And this it's a is, good concept. Rob came up with a really fun concept. So this concept merges just a conversation I had with Matt and the Project Car Challenges that I was doing where uh, the, the two images that come into my head are my car on fire and Rob Dom pushing his car down the pit lane. So, like, that's like, oh, this this is, like, sort of cool. And it's not that either of us just built it that morning. Like, we, this, is, this is like, all right, this is good. We can take this. And it's just what happens when you completely modify a car. So yeah, I, I think it's and it, and we combined that with when I was doing uh, one takes. You know, people would tell me their modified car was fully sorted, and hmm. and what that <laughs> would mean a lot of the time was that they don't it it it, it worked kinda it ran and, and yeah it it worked ish and and they didn't their body was programmed to to drive around the problems yeah. you know and they but. But what would happen if you just had to take the keys and hand them to me and to a professional racing driver? Would it still be sorted? No instructions. No, oh, you got to do the, yeah, the, the, when this the thing. Yeah, this thing, you jiggle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. You got to hand over the keys, and then we drive. That's when it's, it's sorted when a stranger can drive it. So that's the so many cars so, would have so, failed that test. Well, oh my God. well, our goal is to to find essentially the fastest, most badass modified cars in the country, and to do that, we're gonna have to shake them down. and And I expect some, some fireworks, some some smoke, some some. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting some failures, but yeah. I, I think what what will result or what will make it through the gauntlet will be some pretty impressive machinery. Yeah, I think, it, so, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So what what are we? how are we auditioning cars? I forget. So we're going to have a, a website. Uh, we're just wrapping it up now. It's probably... When does this go live? Tuesday. Ne- next oh, week, Tuesday. So the website's live. It's going to be uh, sortedornot.com. And Lower third. Low, yeah, <laughs> sortedornot.com. And you go there. You can submit your car. It's going to be myself, Matt, and Amelia Hartford are going I to be... I love Amelia. She's great. She's fun. She's terrific. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, Amelia, we went to, uh, I, I always remember, we did a trip to Europe, and we went to Oktoberfest. And there's always that one person in the group that goes to Oktoberfest that, like, wasn't ready for Oktoberfest yet, and she was that person. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was funny. But uh, we had a great time there. But She's about the size of a beer stein. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, Somebody just went by in, like, a crazy tuner car. I wonder if they were looking for this. Huh? Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, between the three of us, we're going to select pretty much eight cars from the East Coast and eight cars from the West Coast. 
and we're going to shake them down. We're going to see what holds up best on each trial. We're also, this is going to be sponsored by Auto Tempest. We're sourcing cars through Auto Tempest to have as like a benchmark car because it's like racing Miatas. It's not very exciting if they're still Miatas. So here we're going to take cool cars and whether it's, and we got to look what, what's out there, whether it's like an MC12 or a R8. Uh, if you find an MC12, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Someone's going to bring an MC12, I bet you it's sorted. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that's, that's why it's going to be the benchmark car. Oh, uh, we're benchmarking MC12? Okay. Yeah, no, the benchmark car is going to allow people to gauge yeah, how fast right, right, these right. cars are versus a car that's a known quantity. Right, right. So we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, take... Yeah, MC12 for sure. Let's get that. <laughs> yeah. If we can push the production out long enough, we'll run the two winning cars, the East Coast and the West Coast car, at Coda on November 21st. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to be at at a private track day. Nice. And if not, then we'll uh, we'll pick another track. The original plan was Nürburgring, but that's a who the fuck knows at well, this point. Well, you know what? And, and I'm thinking now a little further out, like seasons two, three... And if we start doing different regions and then we do like a thing where we combine all the winners of the different regions and then take that car, mm-hmm. like this is the best car America's got, and then we ship it over to the Nürburgring and I'm, I'm like thinking this like- This is the best car America's yeah, got. I, I'm thinking like six and a half minute Nürburgring lap if we can if we can make something like that happen. Some crazy time attack, like yeah. the old, the fastest Subaru ever. Yeah, but I mean, if, if it makes it through uh, our challenges, I, I and we're not talking like, uh, what's that show? What's that? It's There's not going to be smoker being backed oh, into the nice. driveway. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not talking like crazy challenges like that show where they had like the ramps and hyperdrive. Like, I loved hyperdrive. Yeah. It was fun. No, we're, we're going to be. It's going to be the same sort of format as the project car challenge, where we're going to street drive it just to like make sure nobody's going to die actually pushing the cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then we're going to do a, a a acceleration test for each of the cars to see how fast they are. See which quarter ones. mile. No, it, it, ideally it'll be longer than a quarter mile. Uh, well, it'll depend on the specific track we're at or what, what our opportunity is. Yeah. A half mile would be ideal. It's going to be like road course straight, basically. Road course, yeah. but like some of the road course straights are substantially long. Mm-hmm. Why stop at a quarter mile? Um, but like figure like a 60 to 150 is not not out of the question. Mm. Um, and that, that'll easily shake out what's fast or what's not. And then we're going to do a time attack lap, and a time attack lap will just see which cars are just fast. Like my Corvette is a perfect example of a car that is just fast. Right. It just doesn't last for three it's hours. It's fast for one yeah. good lap. And, yeah. and the reason we have to shake all these cars out is if we do go to the Nürburgring, the Nürburgring is not a two-minute lap. Yeah. Nürburgring, like, you, know, you don't want to like make it three-quarters of the way through the track and start overheating because your car is not oh my sorted. God, it would cost you so much money. Just to go do that, yeah. So uh, the goal is then after that, we're going to hand the keys over to the pro, and this way we have the same driver in each car. I mean, we can do the uh, we can do the, the straight-line stuff. We can mm. have fun with it. Bring in the pro guy for the, the one lap. And the good thing about the time attack lap is it'll allow him to get familiar with the cars, and then he can go at it for like uh, the fastest ten laps in twenty minutes or something like that, whatever the track dictates. Yeah, and we'll see which cars not only are fast but can stay together for the longest time. And, it's gonna be fun. And I it'll be fun. Be, I think it's gonna be rowdy. It's gonna be a good oh, time. It will, it, yeah. It's definitely. It's not cheap to modify a car to this extent. Well, so, and to have it be fast and work properly, but you when have it's to change everything because yeah. you, when when you change one, when you add two thousand horsepower to a transmission <laughs> yeah. that's designed for four hundred, yeah. it's yeah, going to yeah. break. When, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. when you add all this horsepower, but the brakes were not designed to hit a, the entry turn at, at one hundred and seventy, it's normally coming in at one thirty. <laughs> they don't cool off as quick. I mean, there, there's a lot of failure points that once you cross a certain threshold, 
everything has yeah. to be changed. Like yeah. you just have a frame that looks like the former car, but everything has to be changed. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be rad. It's so gonna, gonna be to, good. Go to sortedornot.com. Yep, and uh, enter. Uh, to, to be yeah, part of it. Yeah, your car. Uh, we're going to it's you'll you'll be invited to the filming and everything like that, but you will not be you'll and you'll be interviewed outside of us. So we're not going to hear your comments or what we have to do or what we have to worry about. So you make sure that when we turn that key, that thing fires up, <laughs> and it's not like shake the the wire under the dash and then jiggle this and then push the button, um, because then you're going to not look so great on camera. Yeah, so. it's going to be fun. But I'm looking wait. forward to it. Like, this yeah. is going to be a fun one. Yeah, sortedornot.com. Go to it. Check it out. And, of course, if you're in L.A., Westside Collector Car Storage is the spot. Yeah. Get at it, folks. Uh, that's our Sign show. Sign up for your membership. <laughs> Social club coming soon. Uh, that's our show. The, so, the Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a microphone, a connection to the Internet, and ideally something to say. I'm going to go greet some people. Eat some barbecue. Try to pretend like I haven't had three shots of Blue Label while we did the show. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess what's the point? It's I think it it's, might be a celebration. Yeah, it's now. a celebratory. At, at this time, the boat is built and it's floating. You yeah, know? that's so, a good point. Yeah, and you got a point. captain, so yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody, that's our show for tonight. Thank you for supporting us. We'll see you later. Bye. Take care.